two. Everyone and welcome to this, the Legion of Myth weekly live stream. I am your first co-host, Alex Garthon Marsh. With me, as always, is Brett Ethan Dog Grissomer. Brett, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Everything's going great. I'm not sick at all. You sounded such conviction in that I'm not sick at all. It's wonderful. Thank you. That's like yeah, I like your look. That looks good. Not creepy. Nope. Not stalkery at all. Yeah. There you go. Yep. That's how I've described by, you know, at least 30% of my ex-girlfriends. Not stalkery at all. Oh, right. High praise. Well, you know, it's hard to get high well, praise from an ex-girlfriend. High praise for a guy who loved to wear long coat leather jackets. That is true. Yes. Is true. <laughs> I would do it nowadays, but it's just so much extra work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a lot hard. of upkeep. I'm old. I'm lazy. Don't want to wear a long coat. Actually, I kind of do sometimes. But it's so humid on the East Coast. It's so humid. Fair. You know. Anyway, let's talk about what we're talking about. Uh, this week, we are going to go over Heathen Dogs, Heathen Dogma, where you're going to talk about the Call of Cthulhu explanation of ancient horror. I like That's right. that. More at the Chaosium game release. Yes. And we're actually going to make a character tonight. My character. And see how the sausage is made. Because according to their website, 5th edition, 6th edition, and 7th edition are interchangeable. Gotta love that. Got it. Uh, and we're also going to go over three big books in Garthon's comic pool, Spider-Man, Just League of America, and more. Mm. <laughs> it's not very, if you've been listening, it's not going to be surprising what the last book is, but I'm not going to tell you until we get there. But prepare for disappointment. Oh, yes. All right. And then RNG, talk whatever roll around the brain stems today. But for now... Everyone, let's talk about that thing that binds us together makes us all feel better. The disclaimer. The opinions expressed in this episode are solely the opinions of the individual host or commentator, and they're not representative of the entire Legion of Myth organization. While we make an effort to provide a family-friendly atmosphere, there may be the occasional use of foul or even offensive language. Thank you for your understanding and continued viewership. What? 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 All, all you, not, not me. That's all you. That's all me. Well, you need to point the other direction. Oh, I do. Oh, sorry. There you go. That's better. I forgot my camera's reversed. Yeah, we got a Brady Bunch it, so you know. <laughs> All right. Is there anything going on you want to talk about before we get rolling? Yeah, I'm going to reverse my camera because this, uh, this is upsetting to me. See, I don't like that. When, like, even like when you're, like, taking a uh, selfie or something, it reverses the image. I hate that. I hate that mirror image it gives you. Like, yeah, if true. I'm taking a picture, I want it to be as if I, someone else was looking at me, not like I'm looking in a mirror. I hate that. See, I, I like it when someone, I like it if I'm looking in a mirror because that's how I normally look at myself. Well, that's the thing, though. If someone's taking a picture of me, that's not what the picture's going to look like. It's true. It's true. Yeah. You know? I believe it. So it's just, just like, it, just it like very much I, bothers I, me that I, that's the default. Yeah. It okay. just really, I don't know. I don't understand it. It's me against the world. It is you raging well. against the storm. Doing my Lieutenant Dan hanging from the mast against this. But you know what? At the end of the storm, 
I'm the one. He gets, he gets space legs. That's right. I'm the space mm-hmm. legs, buddy. Me and Lieutenant yep. Dan. <laughs> All right, but with that, space legs in mind, let's talk about for creatures from beyond space. Woo! Okay. I forgot. I have other things to talk about. All right, as always, you can check us out on YouTube. Uh, check out our videos. Lots of videos. Videos every day. Uh... Also on Twitch, which you might could be seeing us now if you were watching live. Uh, on Reddit, you can check us out on Reddit, talk with us, communicate with us. Uh, Facebook.com, you could post us there, ask us any questions, and we shall answer them in the wit and vernacular you have come to expect. Uh, also, check us out on Messenger and Twitter. But for now, it's time for the Creatures Beyond Space. There's Ethan Dogs, Call of Thoodle, Explanation of Ancient Horror, based on 5th edition Chaosium Rules. Boom! Hello everyone, thank you for joining us here, and today we are going to go through character generation and the right way to do it. There's a right way and a wrong way. There's a wrong uh-huh. way to generate a character? There is a wrong way, and it's the way you like. No, oh, well, that's nice. <laughs> I'm only saying that for, for Call of Cthulhu and mine. For most other games, the way you like is the better way to go, and I'm going to get into that right now. So, let's roll Investigator. Okay, what do we need to do? What do we need to do? We need to think about stats first. That's it. You have nothing in mind. You're a blank slate. You're going off the stats. Why? Yes. Why Why do we do that? Yes, there you go. Because the stats give you the role-playing magic. You roll your stats, and then then you can see your character. You can see him. You can see where he's strong. You can see where he's weak. And then you can fill in the blanks appropriately. So I shouldn't use point-based options there you go yes now in fifth edition there is no point-based option oh well in sixth and seventh there may be but i'm I'm urging you to use the dice option because it keeps your mind clear uh it it it, it lets you not get personally attached to uh to an investigator from the beginning because these guys sometimes die quick as garthon can attest oh yeah so you're going to be doing this again but don't... so t- don't, don't point-based systems offer more balanced characters? They offer more balanced characters, but uh, it, once, once we get into the nitty-gritty of this, you're, you're going to see that that uh, some stats are heavily favored to be higher Well, yes. in their, in their system. It's not all just 3d6. So you're saying not to uh, arrange your dice, just to roll them and keep them in no, order? No, you roll them in order. You roll them in order, and that's uh, it. Right. You, don't arrange, you don't arrange anything. You let the dice exactly fall where they may. Yeah, it's also called feel you're going to die anyway, so... Duh. That one, it's true that that uh, that a misstep can be fatal. A single misstep can be fatal. It's true, but that that's part of Eldritch Horror. A single misstep can be fatal. All right, now oh, let's yeah. let, let's uh, let's get get to this thing. Start with the physical stats. Now I didn't have a whole lot of luck here in fleshing out my character, as you can see. Uh, we started with strength. All right, strength is your ability to push, pull, hold on to, grab, and uh, punch. You know, basically anything to do with just your muscles. It is a straight 3d6, and I rolled a 10. Great. That's, that's okay. a good roll. It's, it's an exactly average roll. All right, great. Now, dexterity. All right, this is your ability to stay on your feet in high wind, ice, uh, your, your ability to, to, uh, to navigate that thin plank. Uh, it also defines your initiative order. Higher the better. I rolled 3d6, and I got a good. I got ghost. I got a 14. You, you I didn't, didn't fix it, right? the typo. No, didn't. You didn't fix the typo. Okay, all right. Well, that's on me. That's on me. You that, told me to fix. It. I didn't fix it. Yeah, but you you were having some trouble for the stream earlier, so you yes. know, let's, let's give Garth on some leeway here. It, I did roll a fourteen, which is good. It's good. That's nice. It's not great, but it's good. Then Constitution. 
This is uh, your ability to hold your breath, um, your ability to persevere through pain. Uh, um, it's, it, your hit points are based on these. Your roll is 3d6, and I rolled a 10. Okay, great. Your appearance, how physically attractive you are. It's so again a 3d6, I rolled an 11. Same as a 10. It really is. <laughs> There's no real huge benefit between a 10 and 11. And size. This is your your uh, your uh, body kind of like yeah yeah. I don't want, I don't want to say height or width. It's a combination of both. So mass. Yes, your your mass. You could be short and very stout and tall and very lean and have the same size. But my size is 10, exactly average. But this one is skewed to go higher, as you can see. Instead of a 3d6, it's 2d6 plus six. All right. So it's giving you a free six on that third die. I just rolled crappy. I always find it interesting that the Chaosium system, instead of going with a charisma stat, they go with an appearance stat. Whereas in like traditional D&D, they have charisma, which is how gifted you are, the gift of gab, how you relate to other people, how you get your likability, essentially. Mm-hmm. And then you could just say, but my, you could just role play or just say if your character is attractive or not. I mean... Yeah, you could do that. Because they're but, like, I, I don't care. It's average. Yeah. My character's average. Or you say, my character's beautiful. There's no stat for it. Sure, you could be beautiful. You have a low charisma because you're a dick. You know? <laughs> um, you're, you're a meanie. Yeah, you're, you're, you know you're good looking. You're always looking at people. Oh, the nice girlfriend you had. Now she's mine. You know, you could be a special Yeah, dick. yeah. So um, no one likes you, right. But this yeah. goes more of like, like you roll how good looking you are. But yes, then through role playing, you show how charismatic you are. Yes, yes, through role play and skills. They, they, they have skills that that, uh, that that cover persuasion, fast talk, seduction. Uh, neither stuff neither, like that. neither idea is wrong. They're just, it's just they went the other way, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But Which then is- so, okay, all of this here did not help me flesh out my character at all. There's a whole bunch of completely average roles. No, you're dexterous. Yeah, it's that's it's my only good role. I'm a little quick on my feet. You know, that's you're like good. You're a dancer or something. Maybe, maybe. You're like a backup dancer because you're not that good looking. Exactly, a backup dancer because I can't be in front because my appearance is is only average. Right. Now, uh, I I went with male on this one though, and I didn't want to be I didn't want to be a uh, um, uh, homosexual, so I decided a, a backup dancer is not my thing. So uh, um, here I'm still stuck. Now, if I had a low stat, that would be something. Like if I had a low strength, that would push me to more academic or or a victim of a of a landmine in a war or something like that. You know, it, it, it lends to a backstory to flesh out your character. If I had a low appearance, maybe, maybe I'm from a middle Eastern country and, uh, and I was in, I was in a, a U.S. led uh, uh, drone attack or something like that. You know, maybe, I don't know, something, it, it gives backstory, but all average roles gives me nothing. So for the first half of this thing, I've gotten nothing. All right. So, okay. So I decided, okay, I'm going to pin my hopes on the, mental stats or non-physical stats. And here we go. We got intelligence and intelligence is, uh, is your ability to basically get it. Uh, there, there is, there is a, an, an idea stat later on that, that is used most, uh, it is intelligence times five. And, and that is used to see if you comprehend what you're seeing, but there, there are other ways to, to use and to use an intelligence stat. Um, you can roll, you can roll intelligence and, uh, um, See, you have, you have a, let's say you have a bunch of clues in front of you. You, as you, can't put these clues together. For some reason, you got a, you got a brain block, you got, you got brain cloud, whatever. You're not getting it today. You can say, hey, Keeper, can I roll 
can I roll an intelligence roll to put these clues together to come to the proper conclusion? Depending on the number and quality of clues you have, it'll be intelligence times one to intelligence times six. You have to roll that on a D100, that or less. And then your character can put it together and the keeper can tell you um, what, what, what your character knows, which is really, really cool if you are stuck or, or, if, or if the keeper is having a bad day and not explaining it correctly, uh, you, you, can, you can get over that bump. Now, intelligence, again, is skewed high because in Call of Cthulhu, the more you get, the more insane you become. So they want that. So, again, you have that, you have that, you have that uh, automatic six on your third die. And I rolled good again. I rolled a 14. All right, nice. Now, the average, yeah, the average for this one is 13. So I did, I did above the average roll. So that's great. Now, power. Uh, power is your uh, mental fortitude, your will. All right, uh, your your will to to, uh, to to resist brainwashing or or mental interrogation or just to persevere through a really really horrible horrible event, your 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 power is key. Now this one they made average because uh, they want it to be average. But luckily I rolled a sixteen. Like oh great, he's got immense willpower. That's cool. That that's that's a very good stat. And then we have education. Now, ed, uh, ed, education determines the, the number of skill points you get later on in, ca in character creation. And uh, it, it can also be, it can be reflective of actual uh, schooling. So uh, with, with my role of 16, I would have the equivalent of a master's degree. Oh, but nice. yeah, and, and, then, and then, then you would, you would put your skills toward, towards stuff that's more academic. But I didn't want to do that. I wanted to go less academic I didn't want to be that that pansy academic guy, but well, all my you physical have a 16 stats, education. Yeah, that's a lot of education. It is no, no. But see, it, it doesn't have to be schooling education. What you rode we, the rails and learned the, the ways of the world from the hobos? Could be that, or the way I went. I went martial artist. Since he was five years old, he's been training as a martial artist all of his Why time. Why your physical stats suck so bad? I, exactly right. I mean, I, I was it was it was more of like a like a tai chi type thing, I guess. <laughs> you know. But but he did so well that that it, it I'll, I'll show you I'll show you when the, when, the, when the skills come up. But then after after you roll your stats, with your physical and and non physical or mental stats, then you get into your figured statistics. These 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 are your statistics that are based off of the stuff you've already rolled. All right. Then you have your san or sanity. That's that's your power times five. And my power was very good, and so my sanity is very good. This thing only goes in ninety nine. So eighty is an excellent roll. Yeah, I'd he say said, so. Yeah, he he has a solid grasp on reality. All He's right, very yeah. sane. Yes. Now, and then then there's the idea role I was talking about earlier. Is your intelligence times five? If something happens in front of you, the the, the keeper may ask you to roll an idea roll. That's to see if you actually understand what you've seen. For example, you open a door and you see you see a man with, uh, with uh, lots of uh, teeth protruding, protruding from him and he's got red eyes and he's biting the neck of, of, a, of a young female woman uh, seemingly drinking his blood. Now, you roll idea. Let's say you get it. You say, oh crap, this is a vampire. I've heard the stories. This is exactly what the stories say. This is a freaking vampire. If you fail your idea roll, you say, oh man, these guys are freaks. I'm out. It's like, you don't wow, get that... it. These guys need to. These people need to find a room or something. Well, that you open the door, so they did find a room. Technically, you're trespassing. That's why you're leaving. Oh, right. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it was a vampire, but you didn't get it. 
you may lose one or two points of sanity because that's super freaky deaky and you're into that crap but you're not going to lose anything like if you actually realize that oh crap that's a vampire all right now then we go to luck which is my favorite my my favorite stat why is luck, luck your favorite stat oh though no, because uh let's say you were you were packing your your gear in the beginning of the day and you go on this you, and then you start the adventure and then and during the adventure um you there is something you own but you forgot to pack you can ask the keeper to hey can i roll a luck to see if i accidentally packed that or just forgot i had packed it you look in your bag and let you roll my luck is 80. so oh yeah i did pack that vial of holy water ha <laughs> ha stuff like that you know like like if you're in a bind and if you just made a different decision earlier that was made off camera or or or, uh, or before you started role playing or during downtime you know then it would be seriously impacting this moment you can you can try the luck roll and maybe maybe you'll get lucky exactly maybe you'll get just like that lucky now uh, then we would hit points which is just equal to constitution i said earlier yes yes yeah just average and you get magic points Ma magic points uh get into when you start if you start learning uh mythos spells now the, the more spells you cast the more spells you know the more insane, insane you, you become. become exactly but these things are very powerful and they they cost power to use when you get to zero power you go unconscious all right, I would like to say that I've never been in a Call of Cthulhu game where casting a spell turned out to be a good idea. It's very rare. I'll give you that. Rare. Very rare. Rare. I mean, yes, no, rare uh, the, is a stake. This is impossible. <laughs> no, no, no. There, there was this, there was this one guy who uh, I, I forget his name, and I forget his character's name, but uh, I do remember that he had he had the 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 most spells of a PC I'd ever seen, but they are all banishing spells. Every single every useful. single banishing spell he came across, he learned. And they were all useful because when you're casting a banishing spell, even if you fail, it was a good try. It was probably the right way to go. Yeah, it's probably because, true. Yeah, fighting a, a giant winged horror is immensely more dangerous than banishing a giant winged horror. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So there you go. And then we go to uh, who is your investigator. Now, this is why you roll the stats first. You use your physical stats to get a, a picture of how he looks in your head. Use your mental stats to get a personality of him. All right. And then you look at the occupations of the book. There, there's a whole bunch of stock occupations. Uh, the ones with an asterisk are the ones that, that the writers believe are most uh, Lovecraftian or able to be folded into a mythos storyline. All right. But you don't have to take that. You can, you can take, or you can make your own with the keeper, you know, be, because each, uh, each, uh, occupation comes with a starting list of skills that you can put your beginning skill points into to generate your character. Like for example, an artist could not put beginning skill points into punch. He can put beginning skill points into photography, painting, um, seduction, fast talk, persuade stuff like that uh, a, a clergyman could not put uh, beginning points into handgun he could put it into uh, anthropology he could put it into psychiatry you know stuff like that uh, this is how you round out your personality the, your you flesh out your character 
Okay, then we go to, go to the next line. The occupation. Your occupation determines the skills you increase. I just said that. Uh, don't worry. Also, oh, yeah. Uh, you can learn after character creation. You can learn any skill you want. Any skill on the sheet you can learn by trying to do it and succeeding or getting trained in the in the off time by a trainer or somebody else. Like, uh, let's say uh, Dodge, for example. Dodge has a base of your dex times two. So my dex times two is, is 28. So someone tries to punch me, I try to dodge, and I make it. I roll a 22. Well, I put a check mark next to that skill. At the end of the game or at the end of that uh, particular scenario, I can roll my skill again. If I get over it, I can increase it by a certain amount. And the, and the, the, the game says one thing, but most home rule people say another we're, we're not going to do that right now. That's that's for later for experience thing. But uh, you you can gain any skill you want by paying for training or successfully doing it on the OJT, which is on the job training. Now, your beginning skill points are education times 20. And if we remember, we hearken back to, to my character, his education was 16. 16 times 20 is 320 points. So I got a lot of skill points to, to jam up there. That's good. Right? Yes, it is good. So this is what I did. All right. I chose dilettante because uh, I wanted my character to be to be rich. All right. And uh, the, the, so the he trained as a monk as a small child is now rich. Well, no, no. Here, here, here's the scenario. Here's the scenario thing. Uh, he uh, he was third born in his in his family. And this is uh, 1993 based. All right. So yeah, so so his his family uh, was well off, and then they invested heavily in Apple in the late '80s. And starting at '89, I think it started to really take off. So they became just legit wealthy now. All right. In '93, so, Apple was doing really poorly, as I recall. I don't think so. You're thinking Microsoft. That could be at Microsoft. I'm sorry, Microsoft. So Apple uh, nearly went bankrupt. And you're right. You're right. It, 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 it wasn't until the late '90s or the mid mid to late '90s that Apple would start to take off. Well, Apple right. didn't take off till after the iPhone. That was in what? 2001. Around, 2000. Uh, around there, around 2000. Okay. Anyway, okay. Then, well, then the we'll, iPod we'll, we'll actually saved them first. Sorry. Yeah. There you go. Uh, the, we'll we'll switch off to Microsoft then. All right. Not that it really so, matters. They are okay. It doesn't matter. Just, whatever one was 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 wealthy at the time, and boom, his family is legit wealthy now. All right, but he's third in line. I mean, his, his and his his father had a, had a business with this extra income, with this extra influx of wealth. He's able to expand his business to an empire. But your your older brother Jacob, or my, my older brother Jacob, for, uh, firstborn, uh early on really was interested in the business and had a knack for it, and his father sees that. The second born is my sister Heather, and she she is quite beautiful. So so my mother and father are both very happy with the firstborn children there, and they, they they push them to to be great in what they do. Then 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 I was born like uh, ten years after my my older brother. They shoved you into boarding school. Yeah yeah they they didn't neglect me, but they didn't push me either. They didn't push me anywhere. So I I was left to do to my own devices. Hence dilettante. Now, dilettante is great because you get credit rating and and some some kind of driving skill, which they call ride, which I chose motorcycle because that's what rich kids in the 90s did. And uh, and you get four skills of your choice because no one pushed you in a direction. You get to choose your direction. So, so I chose fast talk because my, my, my appearance is so low. I'm not going to instantly wow someone walking in the room. 
All right. And I chose martial arts, punch and kick. Now, English uh, is, is a free skill. You get your native language for free at education times five. That makes so sense. I get a, yeah, free 80 percent. Right now, uh, punch and kick is pretty self-explanatory. OK, uh, punch and kick punch starts at uh, 50 and kick starts at 25 percent. And then you, you put points into it to, to make it higher. Now, I, as, as a rule for me, if I'm playing a game, I do not let someone start with a skill of 90 or higher, because if you get a skill of 90 or higher, you increase your sanity because of the, the great accomplishment and pride you get in mastering a skill. You're not going to get that out of the gate, man. You're not going to. I'm not going to allow it. So the, the best you can get is 89 out of the gate. Okay, great. So I got to 89 because I wanted to, I wanted to be able to punch like quite You're a really quite proud effective. of your punching. You're really proud of punching. Now, I took martial arts because my my size and my strength determine your punching ability, and since they're both exactly average, my punch is 1d3 damage. Not not very cool. I mean, sure the average hit points are 10. But still, that's four punches to take someone out. Exactly, but. Let's say let's say I roll punch and I roll a forty. It's a hit, but it is also equal or below my martial arts, which means I do double damage. Uh, there you go. Let's say I roll a kick I, I, and I roll a thirty-five. I do double damage. If I roll a kick and it's a sixty, or I roll a punch and it's a seventy, I do regular damage, but I still hit. So that's something. Very good. All right, so, so so early on, he was able to choose exactly how he wanted to how he wanted to go to use his trust fund you know because his parents didn't really care because they already had two successful children so whatever i had i was i was left with no direction but because i had such high will and and high intelligence or good good at good intelligence i didn't go off into the drugs and and uh and blowing all my money at least not to, long term yeah yeah at least not long term yeah I mean, maybe i did that for a bit when i was when i was directionless in my in my late teens but i quickly got out of that and 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 again refocused my life and and i'm here so now now my character is a professional uh martial artist uh the, the last olympics he uh he was he was number whatever uh one one below the cutoff to get in the olympic team but he's he's got lots of lots of regional and national titles so he's still he's still a pride to his parents he goes like, oh yeah, I have a, I have a son who has a head for business. I have a daughter who's, who's beautiful and gorgeous, and 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 all that stuff. And and I and I have another son who who is a who is a, a nationally famous uh, athlete. Great, and and you can still be an athlete in martial arts and be skinny. I mean, there's oh, yeah, yeah, there's you know Bruce Lee. I mean, sure he was cut, but he weighed like ninety pounds or something. I mean, his size was below ten, I think. Probably yeah. Yeah yeah, I mean he was he was stronger to make up for that but not super strong, you know? He wasn't weightlifter strong. He was just, you know, ripped strong. So I kind of averaged that out on that one in my head, so I can do that too. Now, now we go go to fill in the blanks, which is literal because these are, there are blanks for these. Uh, there's the investigator and personal data. There's your name, your occupation, sex, age, uh, college degree, if you have any, your birthplace and nationality. Uh, there's your residence, your height, your weight, your race, eye, hair, you know, color, your build, your handedness, are your right hand or left hand, uh, family and friends, episodes of insanity, wounds and injuries, and marks and scars. You can start off with these things. Well, you're probably not going to start off with episodes of insanities. 
but, but you'll get there. Don't worry, yeah, kid. Don't worry. It's coming for you, buddy. It's coming for you. But wounds and injuries, marks and scars, depending on your background, like if like if you were that if you were that Middle Eastern kid I was talking about earlier, or or you were that war veteran I was talking about, then you would you would put that stuff in there. You know that th this explains why I have a five decks because you know I have a bum leg like house or something like that. You know, like and you would put that injury in there, and then you'd be cool. And then you have income and savings. In income and savings is really neat. Uh, it all depends on the era that you're in. All right, you just basically roll a d10. Now, if you spent points in credit rating, you get you get that that many spent points in, in my game. That many spent points added to your roll to a maximum of 10. So I spent your credit rating starts at 15, and I got mine to 80, which means I spent 65. So I so I get six points for free. I rolled. I rolled a six, so I maxed out at 10. And for a 1990s character, that is you have $150,000 in, in, uh, in money that is yours. It's either cash, savings, or real property. And you get to choose how you want to divvy that up. Uh, savings, real property, and uh, real estate. So it's what you have in the bank, what you have in your house, and what you have in cars and boats and stuff like that. And you get one-tenth of that money every year for free. And you get it starting right now. So you get, uh, so I get 15 grand of pocket money just right now. In, in my nice checking account, 15 grand of just completely liquid money. And then whatever's in my savings, I can make that liquid immediately as well. But anything that I have in real property or real belongings, I'd have to sell to turn that liquid. But uh, during the game, I can say, oh, I'm renting out this property, and then you can get real income every month from that. You know, it, it, a lot of times money is not important in a, in, a, in a Cthulhu campaign because what I do is I just roll credit rating. You're trying to buy something, you roll your credit rating. If you equal or lower, you're able to get it. If you don't, oh, no, you're, you maxed out that card this, this, this month. You got to wait. It's unlikely I, you'll I, live long enough to have to pay it back. Exactly right, but I, that, that's what I do. I mean, I don't really deal with the money, but if you wanted to, there's rules for that. So that's nice. Now, there's also uh, equipment and possessions. You can use that 15 grand or however much money you rolled to buy stuff, stuff you might want to have your character would have. Like, well, stuff's like my, important. Yeah, my, my, my character would have uh, training equipment. He'd have, uh, he'd have uh, martial arts uh, competition gear. Really cool uh, set of nunchucks. Really cool set of nunchucks that you hang on the wall because you didn't get you didn't get any skill points to use them, but <laughs> just why you use your martial arts skill just to flip them around. No, no, there's that there's there's a skill for every weapon. Well, I know that, but I'm just saying with I would say with martial arts you could like flip them around and look cool for a little bit. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. You know what? That since 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 that has no no uh, um, real world application in the game, it's not going to save you from anyone. Then yeah, yeah. If you want to do flashy stuff like like a, like like Chinese sword dancing or or nunchuck. You know, show off stuff. Yeah, roll martial arts. I'd, I'd allow it. Yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't trained how to combat. Really... Like, uh. Exactly. I wasn't trained how to fight with him. I was just trained how to make him look cool. Like you don't know how to hold it right. It's like you balance. It's like, uh. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah, I could do that too. I can get with that. That's not a problem. That's not a problem. But uh, yeah, and then then there's magical artifacts or spells. You know, which in the beginning, it is a rule. You don't. You have no mythos knowledge. Zero percent. None. You can't buy it. Not. Yeah, there is there is no occupation that is allowed to have mythos knowledge starting out. Can't. What if I want to start off as a gypsy fortune teller? You can start off as a gypsy fortune teller, and you you, you still have... don't know anything about it because you spend all your time lying to people. Well, no, no, no. Money. You know a lot about gypsy lore and about fast talk and conning people, 
but no real magic. Right. Mythos is real magic. So you right. can't start with that. And then, of course, on the, on the, on the second page of the sheet is a, is a special place in my heart. Uh, it says Entities Encountered. Oh, that's always nice. Start off none, but that list is going to grow. Baby is going to grow. I think one of my favorite ent- entries I ever had to put down on a th- sheet on that sheet was the motherless goat of the woods. Motherless goat of the woods. That sounds awful. Yeah. It was the last entry that that character put, actually. <laughs> I'm sure it is, yeah. <laughs> but uh, that is it. That is all we have for, for today. That is uh, that is your basic character generation. And then next uh, next time, because next week is going to be an anime review, next time we, we, we come back, we will be putting this character into use. We will be going over combat. Well, I have some questions. When it comes to character generation, mm-hmm. do you prefer everyone just to make their characters individually and then show up like, oh, I'm playing that too? Or do you want everyone like to be as a group to coordinate? No, no. What I what I'd rather have is everyone be one on one with me, and be completely individualized. Unless your backstory, you decide that you two you are brother and sister or bro or brothers or you work together, then I want you two with me alone, and then you can riff off of each other because you've been around each other so much, especially if you're if you're siblings in the formative years, you would influence each other on the on the paths you take. Then that would be believable. So, but, uh, but it'd be okay, like, everyone individually comes to you, like, oh, I would love to make an investigator. Those are like, you're not thinking an investigator. And so you end up with four investigators at the table. That's fine. That's right. that's completely fine. I mean, uh, hey, you know what? Uh, four investigators, someone's going to someone's gonna get the aha moment. Well, yeah, I would think so. I just, I'm just trying to think of, like, a lot of times people want to create a group together to cover weaknesses. You know, I understand. Like, oh well, my character is a police officer, so I'm good with guns, and I have police powers. Oh well, my character is, you know, a martial artist, or my my character is a uh, forensic psychologist. You know, I don't know what they would do, but would yeah, yeah. No, no, I understand, I understand. Uh, but uh, that doesn't it, that doesn't really really affect the game so much. To yeah. to be fair, it does not affect the game so much because uh, the weak links are going to die off pretty quick. And when you make a new character, then you already know what the group needs, and then you can jump in with that. And I you was can just, say, oh, I was just that? thinking of what would be a great character type for a semi-modern Kalaxulu character. Which is? Professional Hospital Custodian. All right, stay with me here. Okay, all right. I'll, 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 I'll stay on the train. I'm From not your check. years of working custodial services in a hospital, you know... Um, illnesses, not like exact treatment or anything, but you know, oh hell, that person's coughing like this. That means they got some of this crud. You know, blood spatter. You know, uh, medical terminology. Uh, you know what parts of town all the gunshots happen. You know, basically, you have all this weird knowledge. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily if oh monsters or anything like that, but you'd be able to walk into a room and see blood spatters on like and go, oh hell, what happened? Well, this had to happen here and this had to happen there. Well, no, no, you wouldn't know that because because you don't see crime scenes. You only you only see oh, the. Oh, really? After Have you ever been in an ER? Well, it may look like a crime scene, but it's not the actual crime scene. I mean, it, you you you'll be able to recognize wounds. You'd be able to recognize by... how blood spatters happen. You wouldn't say this is obviously a gunshot, and then this happened. You would be able to tell. Okay, something happened, and blood would come out this way because I've seen this kind of thing. I'm just thinking. 
outside the box. I think that'd be that would work. Okay. Yeah, but you'd have to start off older. Well, yeah, you would. You wouldn't yeah, be able to did. say, I've been a janitor for six months. This is like mm-hmm. someone who's been a custodian for like 20 years, 30 yeah. years. Yeah. 20 or They've 30 seen years it minimum. all. They've yeah. seen mass casualties walk through the door. I've seen every kind of fluid and asked every doctor about it. Yeah, like, exactly. You know, I've had to gown up and clean every nasty disease in the world. You know, I've seen people walk into ERs with every single illness. But you're not a doctor because you're not that smart or that educated. But you've seen it. Right. Right. I mean, uh, if, if, if someone's coughing and, and someone says, oh, my God, he's got TB. Well, you know what the treatment is. Right. Because you have you to get out of crap all the time. But you can't administer it. Right. Exactly. You know, the, you know the treatment and the safety protocol to stop it from spreading because you clean things like this all the time. They tell you the safety protocols. Yeah. Or if someone starts is acting really funny, you would be able to think, are they just sick or do they have some bigger issue like the crazy people you see going to the ER? Right, right. Is he is he a junkie? Is, is he, he tweaker? Yeah, is he drug seeking? You know, yeah. you'd be able to start yeah. picking yeah. stuff out like that. Yeah, I, I could see stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't like be like, don't worry, I can help. You'd be like, oh, hell, you know. Now your uh, your your knowledge in the, in this area would be very very useful in a hospital or doctor based campaign. Well, I well yes, but I see even if like people are going missing or something, and, like it's in your neighborhood, you'd be able to be useful and say like, oh right, yes, I yes, saw this I guy see. limping along, blah blah blah. Like, well, did he like smell funny? What do you mean? like? You'd be able to like say like, did he smell like someone who was doing certain kinds of drugs? You know. You'd have some minor knowledge yeah, yeah, that would be yeah, able to help. Yeah, okay, yeah, I got you. I, got I was you. trying to try and think of someone like his unskilled, but still it has useful knowledge. Right. It's just yeah, I mean, a little different. Even a, even a paper boy is, is useful in, in, uh, in Call of Cthulhu because uh, his, his route, he knows every house, every person who has money, who doesn't, who's on time. They're, they're probably their they're schedules. Yeah, he'll see, he knows their early morning activities. Exactly, of everyone on his route. And he knows who has dogs, who doesn't, and he'll be able to see if something's wrong. Walking up to a house, he'll be able to know something's wrong. No, the dog always barks. Of course, this would kind of have to almost be a pre-internet campaign then, because you know, paper boys pretty much don't exist anymore. Well, yeah, they 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 do have supplements you can get for modern day, you know, two thousand and yeah. and, and yeah. two thousand and ten. But uh, in the main book, it goes eighteen nineties, nineteen twenties, and nineteen nineties. Yeah, so you so are basically you're still getting paper routes and stuff. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're still getting paper routes, and you are basically pre-internet. In in the book, you can get a modem that's ninety six hundred baht. Oh, sweet! That's yep. that's still pretty bad. No, <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I guess in the mid nineties, that wasn't too bad actually. Now that I Maybe. think about it. I Maybe. remember the late 90s, you're getting like 56 or 52K. No, 32K or 56K. Mm. Oh, yeah. Burn up the phone lines. All right. Well, thank you very much, Ethan Dog. You're welcome. Uh, I appreciate this insight and knowledge into the Call of Cthulhu role playing game, where we'll get more into it as we go on. That's right. That's right. We're, we're going to fight some Eldritch Horrors next week or oh. week after next. You don't really Boom. fight Eldritch Horrors so much as like get devoured. Oh, yeah. Or, or but... run screaming. We'll, we'll see examples of everything. Oh, good. Good. All right. Uh, is there anything else you want to add? No, that's it. That's it. I'm I'm looking forward to some uh, to some and more. Excellent. Well, as always, you can catch Heathen Dog here on the live stream. All he also streams twice a week. He's just switched to the original Star No Starcraft Two. Starcraft Two. Wings I of Liberty. I watched the first episode, so I should know that it was Starcraft Two. Yes. Uh, Wings of Liberty. That's going fun so far. And oh, oh wait, wait. Uh, about about that. Um, 
I have a I have a bot that that Max Al gave me to remind people every four minutes or so. But if if you think I'm doing it wrong or you want me to go another way, you you can use cheer and and make my decisions for me. Ooh. Minimum of five cheer, highest bid wins, and you will get to tell me what to do with my next action. So the failures can be shared by all. Yes, that's I mean, right. Or victories, success. victories, victories. Yes. yes, successes can be can be shared by the viewer. An interactive experience is what I'm giving. That's right. And also every day you can catch Heathen Dog on the Legion of Myth Foundry team up on YouTube every day. Every day, Monday through Friday. That's right. Mm-hmm. Those are fun. We like those. We love them. They've been going pretty good so far, I think. I think so too. I mean, you you died once. I've died once. <laughs> uh, I, I was just I was feigning injury. Oh, you're feigning when my death. ship right. explode. Exploded. That's right. I was caught in a cross-time tunnel loop. Kelsey Grammer kept running into my ship, and I had. Oh. Yeah. That's what I hate when he does that. <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, thank you very much. So now, ladies and gentlemen, let us move on to the next event, which is. Yes, Garthod's comic poll, where Garthod pulls comics and tells you about them. First up this week. Is The Amazing Spider-Man number 29, uh, written by Daniel Slott, uh, pencils by Stuart Immerman. That's Dr. Octopus. That's 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 his new gig. He's not, oh, a, I see. he's not a fat guy in a big harness anymore. Nope. Nope. Now he's svelte. His body Quite is actually right. a modified clone of Peter Parker. Yes. Modified clone. Not a, not a whole regular clone. It doesn't look like Peter Parker. No. But who, who'd, who'd want that? You know? Who'd want that? Well, he'd had that. He had Peter Parker's literal body for a while in the Superior Spider-Man series, mm-hmm. which is what part of wakes, what makes this issue. So, oh, uh, I said my head just hit the desk. That was rather awesome. <laughs> but uh, the and this, the Superior Spider-Man was an interesting series because it was kind of like gaining sympathy for Otto Octavius. He was dying of a horrible illness, and in the last throes of this, managed to transfer his consciousness into Peter Parker's body. His consciousness dominated Parker and essentially killed him. So he ended up putting <coughs> Peter Parker's consciousness in his dying body. Oh, that's a that's a D-bag move. And then Parker died. Ugh. <laughs> so that was kind of like a, one of the... But that was Superior Spider-Man. Right. Uh, that storyline revolved around Otto Octavius living as Peter Parker, as Spider-Man. And... What he started doing is being like a total jerk to everyone, but he actually took Parker's inventions and little gadgets and gizmos and made Parker Industries and turned it into a billion-dollar juggernaut of a company. Um, he stabilized his life. He got his life on order, uh, normalized his relationships with people. Um, he had a steady girlfriend who he was going to marry, who was actually a little person. Um, Aww. And How forward-thinking. Very forward-thinking. Well, she was also a genius, and he appreciated... He, for all his faults, Doc Ock did not care what people looked like. He cared what was in their head. If you were brilliant, he would recognize that above any physicality you had. He didn't care if you were brain in a jar, as long as you are brilliant. Except Peter Parker, who was brilliant, and he put him in his dying body and killed him. Well, that's because he was Spider-Man. He hates Spider-Man. Oh, okay. But also part of why he did that is to prove he was better. At everything he did, he became a better Spider-Man a better person, he became a better Peter Parker and a better Spider-Man than he was. He saved more people. He was kind of ruthless about it. Um, he wasn't your friendly neighborhood Spidey by any means. He's the guy who told the Avengers, I don't need you, you get in my way. Um, 
he didn't do all the, oh, no, my, I must hold back my spider strength. No, no. He was punching people and knocking them out. Um, so it was a very weird series. And at the end of it, the way Superior Spider-Man ended is Peter Parker's consciousness was still kind of in the background, kind of influencing him more and more. And by the end of it, he had this epiphany that killing Peter Parker was wrong. And even though he's in all these things, he had murdered someone. He, and kind of like as the last way to show that he truly was superior in any, every way, he actually gave up his consciousness and gave Peter Parker back his body, essentially. So he died at the end. It's kind of like, oh, wow, he and, found... And how the, is he here? The, it's a long story. It's a comic book, that's how. Um, okay, got it. Right. But basically, it was one of those. In one of those, like, oh wow, he actually like became a fully realized person, realized things. But then again, as I was like, no way, he only kind of did it to as a final proof. You can never get back on that he was better than Peter Parker in every single way. <laughs> he was even a better hero, sacrificing his life. So yeah, take that, Parker. Yeah, it's like take that, ha. Um, the way he's still back is that during the. Uh, Superior Spider-Man. Well, during the Spider-Verse thing, where they had all these different Spider-Men from all different multiverses come together to fight a big threat, mm-hmm. they actually grabbed the Superior Spider-Man, Dr. Octopus. Mm-hmm. So he went, wait. So, so and Dr. Octopus is like, look, if you, if I'm here, I'm the Superior Spider-Man. I'm better than all you other idiot Spider-Men. And if you're Peter Parker, and you're from the same timeline I am, well, gotta tell you, buddy, it ends with me. And I'm the best. And the thing is, later he finds out when someone slips up, he finds out that, oh, wait, I die and Parker comes back? That That's bull. I wouldn't do that. That's bull. Because this is before... Yeah, he before he had his epiphany. 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 Right. So so he, he backed up his brain? He backed up his brain. Sure he did, because that's a great comic book villain thing to do. Exactly. He went, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> there's, there's a possibility Parker might win. And then when he's told, no, no, you've sacrificed your life so I can live in, Doc's like, like hell I would. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. What kind of sissy do I become? And <laughs> <laughs> so. Hey, Baldahar, glad to see you. Yep. Um, so anyway, that's where that all happened. So he's, after a bunch of rigmarole, he's back in a clone body. And was, as we've seen in the past issues of Amazing Spider-Man, he's been a terrible CEO of Parker Industries. He's always running off. He's always wasting their funds on global wars and stuff. He's, throwing money away he's running out of meetings all the times to do spider-man stuff uh, his personal life is on the skids you know he's just how the hell like i've come to how the hell is he in charge of all this and it's, it's he's not doing a good job right because he's not he's not superior spider-man he's regular spider-man right and he's yeah. not pre- we actually talked about this he's not prepared for this kind of responsibility right i mean sure he's smart enough probably to pull it off but he's not focused enough right he's not he never has been and that's why he's never been very successful. And that's part of the Parker look, as he likes to call it, because he doesn't focus. Beldar says, came right as he says, what kind of sissy have I become? <laughs> good timing. That's a good um, way to walk into a room. But the... So... This is a Secret Empire tie-in, but it's Ugh. like kind of way behind the curve of timeline. Like, this should have come out months ago, I guess, by the Secret Empire timeline. It's okay. right before everything starts. Um... Parker has a big TV interview to go to, and 
he's told uh, by Maria, who is Superior Spider-Man's girlfriend, um, the uh, the little person, the midget, uh, who's just friends with Peter Parker, mm-hmm. um, like who's basically a second in command, who's because she's a genius. It's like, look, you've been skipping out a lot for thwip-thwip stuff. You can't be doing that kind of crap. You need Parker Industries has got real shaky ground right now because you are running into the ground because of all this. You need to focus at least stay there the whole dang interview. It's like, no problem, I got this. All right, cool. He goes to the interview, and like they're going through the interview, and he actually does a great job. Like, defi- like the interviewer's like, Parker, she's doing this and this. How do you defend yourself? He does a great job talking back and forth and such, and he's really smooth. And then right when that's going, like, oh, there's a mercy. We have to go to it right now. And that's when like the attacks from outer space start happening in the beginning of Secret Empire. You know, all these terrible things are going on. And you see him like start to get up in his chair, and then you see his assistant like, uh-uh, sit, sit. So he like sits back down. Okay. You know. Yeah. What What's Spider-Man going to do against Chitari attacks from space? You know what? That's exactly what his assi- what Maria says to him at the end. Like, what were you going to do? Fly into outer space? <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> but uh, the interview gets cut. Ends up getting cut short because of you know alien invasion. Sure, but at least he didn't bail. Right. And they're, this is in London. They're on the way back to Park Industries London headquarters. And Maria says, "Oh man, I just got a text from my ex-boyfriend." A different ex-boyfriend, not Dr. Rock, because she's, like, over him. Cause really? When, when she found out that, basically, after the whole mind swap thing, she got really creeped out that she was dating Dr. Octopus. Because he's uh-huh. a villain, he's a bad person. And then he, like, as part of his coming back attempts, like, he was, like, creeping on her. He's like, oh, my God, you're so weird. You know, so he's hurt by that. Because okay. okay. he still has a big thing for her. Right. Um, so... So they're Peter, flying back? Yeah, Peter goes so back to his... Well, he's not flying. The whole interview was in London. Okay. Uh, Peter goes back to the London headquarters building, but he says, you know what? I'll go into Spider-Man, say hi to everyone, boost morale. People like seeing Spider-Man. So he goes in. He's like, hey, everyone, it's me, Spider-Man, head of security, because Spider-Man acts as Parker and she's head of security. Sure. You know, kind of like what? the whole... The old-fashioned... Iron Man thing. Yes, old-fashioned old Iron, Iron Man, Man thing. Yeah, yeah got it. Uh, I was like, hey, how you guys doing? Hey, wow, I really need to do this more often. I don't recognize anyone here. And then it's night shift, but... Where's Tom? Doesn't Tom... You know, I'm 89% sure Tom works night shift. Then they hear, damn it, he's on to us. Hail Hydra! He's like, what? And they all... Hail what? <laughs> <laughs> and she starts attacking them, like fighting back. It's like, the day I can't take down a bunch of Hydra people. Say, I hang out my webs. And he just starts wiping the floor with these Hydra people. And then the messaging comes out, alright, stop fighting, send Parker up to headquarters, o- send Spider-Man up to the headquarters office. I'll be with them personally. Everyone evacuate the building. Like, what? Uh, they're like, that. okay, you're the boss. And so as Spider's going up, up the elevator's like, I know that voice from somewhere. It's not, it's a little off, but I know I heard it. Then he walks in and like, oh, it's Dr. Octopus. Hey, nice body. And clone? Like, yes, a superior clone. You of know, course. Yes, they superior. And basically what I love about this issue is, well, Dr. Octopus basically says, look, I built Parker Industries, not you. You did nothing. You got handed a golden ticket, and you've ruined it. Parker Industries is tanking. Even when you took over, I was there. My brain was inside the uh, such and such robot, running stocks, making sure the company stayed afloat. You are terrible at this. You can't keep a steady job. You can't keep a steady girlfriend. Everything is going to hell. Tell you what. A lot of bad things are happening right now. Hydra is about to take control. He's like, Hydra? Yes, Hydra. Things have changed. You don't even know yet. Hydra's in control of everything. That's why I'm in a Hydra freaking suit right now. 
to protect your family, which nothing bad happens to them in the oncoming wars and, and alien invasions. Like, what do you know about that? There's a lot going on. To protect your family and yourself, all you have to do is sign over Parker Industries to me right now. Everything. Sign it all over. And Parker's like, you didn't create this. I did. I created the webware. He's like, no, no, you didn't. That, those designs that you that you saw were all based off what the web warriors were using. That's alien tech you acquired. He's like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't, didn't invent that. Don't think you did. Not for a second. And so his confidence is like shatter a little bit. It's like, but, so all you got to sign it over. No, I refuse. It's like, oh, whatever, buddy. And then all these news reports start coming in about attacks on New York City. It's like, oh, well, what's happening there? You could either stay here in London and fight me or uh, go to New York and save your family. All this nastiness could have been avoided. He's like, I'll get back to you. And he runs off, jumps in like his spider jet and flies off. Sure. Doc Ock's like, uh idiot. I can forge your signature anyway, dummy. Yeah, so, well, he basically, he leaves the building, and as he leaves, he hits a detonator and blows the whole headquarters to hell. What? Oh, could still got it. He's teaching Parker a lesson now. Mm. Um, and that's, at, but when that's happening, you see that um, Maria, the uh, assistant, assistant, former right. Doc Doc girlfriend, mm-hmm. uh, is at the a cafe where her ex-boyfriend is here and she got stood up. She's like, oh, I can't believe I'm going back to work. And then she, she turned around, the building explodes. She's like, what the hell? And then she like runs off. Oh my gosh, Peter, you know, she go checking everyone. And then behind her, you see Doc Ock say, oh, don't forget the lady for running off. She had a bit of a scare. But here, I'll cover her bills. So he's still, it's kind of humanizing that he's still in love with this woman. It's kind of stalky-like. It's very right stalker-like. He's yeah. still, he's not a, a very good person, but he's still in love with this woman who wants nothing to do with him. Right. So that, you know, that's kind of sad. Yeah, a little bit. But it is very humanizing that he still wants to be with this person, doesn't want to be with him, but he's his people skills are lacking. Right. Um, so I, I really enjoyed reading the book. A lot of humanizing characters, everything. Uh, it Pace was very nice. I haven't been a big fan of the Amazing Spider-Man series. It's been very... Ever since the... Well, issue one of this new series... Uh, where he's been in charge of Parker Industries. Everything post-Superior Spider-Man ha- has mostly been pretty lame. Mm. Uh, the Edge of Spider-Verse stuff was awesome. But ever since he got control of Parker Industries and has been essentially Iron Man, he's been Tony Stark for a while. That's been crap. But it looks like it's starting to make a nice turn, I think. This was a really fun issue to read, especially at the background of everything with Dr. Octopus. Uh, dialogue was nice and sharp. Uh, Stuart Emmerich's art, it's great. It's good. It it's, has a bit of an anime influence to it. So if you like that, it's great. If you don't like it, well, it's, it's still not as painful as some other art we're going to talk about later. Uh, it's very clear. Action's always easy to follow. Character models stay pretty true. Uh, nice dynamic action from it. So art gives a big thumbs up. Uh, good use of color and lighting on this issue. I really like the reveal of Doc Ock saying to sign everything over to me and things can be, you'll be protected. And of course, Spider-Man's still going to say no, of course, even though he has no business running Parker Industries. You would think he'd say, hell, well, I'll sign it over to you, but I want X billion dollars. You know, I'm sure, you know, Doc would have gone for that. So anyway, with all that, um, I'm going to give it a, I'll give it a three and a half out of five. I really was surprised how much I enjoyed this issue. So three and a half out of five for Amazing Spider-Man 29. Next. Justice League of America number nine, written by Steve Orlando, 
Um, art by Scott Hanna and Felipe Watanabe. I thought you gave up on JLA. I gave up on JLA, not Justice League of America. And I gave up on Justice League. Well, JLA they stopped making. Oh, okay. And Justice League I gave up on. Okay. Justice League of America has actually been pretty good. Okay. All right. Sorry. Go on. All right. Uh, in the last issue, uh, started out with like this not boy, is a young man living in like some crazy monster island. Um, all of a sudden, the hit the monsters all get attacked by some outside force. Um, he's like holding some dying dinosaur bird in his hands, like, Rrr! and then the Justice League of America pops in. They beat up the guys who were sh- killing all the dinosaurs and were trying to kill him. And it turned cool. out that this kid was actually the heir to a multi-billion-dollar e- empire. Tarzan. Um, it's Tarzan. Yeah. Well. Yeah, it's kind of like yeah, it's kind of like Tarzan. Tarzan. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay. Pretty much Tarzan with dinosaurs. All right, cool. Yeah. Um. But these guys try to kill him because his parents and every, basically everyone ahead of him in line for control of like this multi-billion-dollar family empire had died, and he was the only one left. And so apparently people are trying to kill him, and he just because he's now in charge. And so he gets put, you know. He gets taken by the Justice League back to America. And wait, wait, he... did, wait, wait, wait. Did they always know he was on Dinosaur Island? No, they, they were tracking where they saw, like, a uh, a teleportation signal happen. Oh. They, like, they were following, like, some weird, like, oh, what's going on here? They are like, following some leads. Oh, okay. Um, right. But basically, after they bring him back to America, he cleans up nice, and he's a suave businessman type guy. That was a quick transition, but okay. Uh, yeah, it's a pretty strangely quick transition. So you'd think there might not be something on the, totally on the up and up here. And he ends up reaching out to his whole family, like like full extended third, fifth cousins, invites them all to sell, for, celebrate his good fortune coming back home. Right. And kills them all. Well, that's this issue. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, neat. <laughs> I thought, for a second, you thought he was going to be a hero. No. Well, He's a typical rich guy. <laughs> I liked this issue because it turns out that there's actually a lot of different strings being pulled in this issue, which is really neat. This kid crashed as a small child, like the plane crashed in dinosaur or on Monster Island where all the dinosaurs are. Mm. And he ended up being essentially like Tarzan raised by this these bird dinosaurs, right? That can talk? No, they couldn't talk. They're like, Rrr! Oh. so he learned their Rrr! like Tarzan, like Tarzan. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, copy. Yeah, that. he learned their language. Uh, he learned to speak English like Tarzan from the books, video recordings, and and audio that was left on the plane. So. Okay. Um. Pretty long-lasting batteries, I imagine. Maybe it was records. They didn't get into it. Okay. Anyway, there's a lot. You find out that. Uh, the reason he invited everyone, all of his extended family there, was he was going to kill them all. Hmm. Because he blames them because, you know, someone in that family was responsible for killing the dinosaurs who raised him. Because he considers them his family. Right. They raised him. Like, he held what he considered his mother die as she died in his arms. He's like, I'm not going to come back to these humans who I've never even seen except that my family and give a crap about them. No, they're all going to pay for what happened to my mother. They're all going to die. Hmm. That's his plan, and he's going to—he's kind of a hands-on guy. So his plan is to like to lock him in a in a, like a big 
banquet hall and murder them all with his bare hands. All right. He's a hands-on kind of guy. That's how he hunted with the dinosaurs. So give him that. Um, I'm sure hunting on Monster Island makes him eminently qualified to kill a room full of rich people. Yeah, yeah. It actually pretty much does. Yeah. The But some of these rich people have been – the reason that where they were trying to kill him uh, using a mercenary group called Skull. It's an acronym, S-K-U-L-L. I don't know what the acronym's for. I probably don't want to know. It's, it's probably some probably pretty stupid because someone wanted yeah, to make an acronym. Kind of like Shield. It's a terrible acronym because someone wanted acronym because Stan Lee wanted an acronym that spelled Shield. Right. So it's probably the same thing with Skull. Um. But they actually hired the things to kill him on Dinosaur Island so that they could get all the money from the family fortune. Right. So he isn't wrong because some of these people actually did do that, but you didn't need to kill everyone. So just like has to bust in. Yeah, so like I trust How'd they you. know? Well, because of course Batman doesn't trust anyone. He's kept investigating sure. the guy the whole time. Okay. Um, and the Adam actually went to the apartment the guy was living in before he was able to like prove his identity and everything apparently, and found where he had like marked out his plan of like get everyone together and kill them because he grew up in a very simple society with dinosaurs. So writing down your master plan of, like, where all these people live and put them in a situation and kill them, you know, seemed like a good plan, you know, just put yeah, it on the because wall. guess what? No one around me could ever read. This is, like, the ultimate code. Yeah, pretty much. English is the ultimate code where I come from. Right. <laughs> Unbreakable. So they figured that out. Bat, they bust in. They stop him. And he's like, how could you stop me? How could you stop me? These people are terrible. They're evil. They're wrong. I don't give a, you know. And it gets wrapped up pretty nicely in that, okay, they talk him down. You don't have to kill anyone. People don't do that. Yeah, I know they killed your family. That was wrong. But good people don't do that. You're a good person. No. Well, he was acting instinctually. He's acting like he was raised to. The law of the jungle, kill or be killed. That's right. what he knows. That's that's him being a good person. Yeah, but with a little human revenge mixed in. Yeah. Um, so basically, the whole issue ends up with him going back to Monster Island where he wants to live. Um, all of his money got donated, like all of it, assigned over to... Uh, Vixen's charitable trust. Oh, that's the ultimate. That's the ultimate fu. Yeah, it's right like there. all you people, all family, you get nothing. I signed everything over to this charitable fund because you could help orphans and stuff. Ha ha. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, the other family members who are still with the mercenaries are still planning their revenge. But uh, wait, he didn't get to kill anybody? No, he didn't. Ugh. Whatever. So he's still, you know, he still could be a hero. Because he does say he's gonna have to. Now that everyone knows Monster Island's there, he's gonna have to defend it from tourists and other idiots showing up. So they kind of leave that as like a maybe a plot hook for like maybe if he's a popular character or something. Get his own book. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I doubt it. But yeah. you never know. They'll give a book to anyone nowadays. <clears throat> Spider Gwen. So the Spider Gwen is dumb. I'm sorry, guys. I know. I know people love Spider Gwen. You're wrong. Um. Anyway, it's a marketing campaign. Come I know. On. But this this book is just a stupid Tarzan ripoff. In a lot of ways, yeah, but it had a nice ending. I like Tarzan. I lo- yeah, there are a lot of reasons I like this book. One, the dialogue was sharp. Two, the art was great. Fun to follow, fun to read, um, bright colors, lots of fun action. The characters, I like the way they inter- – there's a lot of interaction with the characters I really liked. The uh, I like how it's a two-issue self-contained story that wraps up so nicely, and it works so well. Justice League of America has done a great job of one or two issue stories. And I love that because you don't see enough of that nowadays. People want to create 
two-year story arcs and then end them really poorly, Secret Empire. So I like how they're doing these shorter segments and stories. It's kind of a hark back to the old way things were done. Yeah, kind of like a like X Files storyline. I mean, you yeah. had you had you had an overall arc, but every episode was its own self-contained story. Right, and when you're reading well, comic books, you're not looking for every issue to be Shakespeare, you know, or any issue mm-hmm. really. It's nice to get some great storyline and great dialogue and, and just plot points that go to blow your mind occasionally. But sometimes you want a fun story, and that's what these past two issues have been. It's a fun story. It was great to read. Has some nice oh no moments in it, right? Like at the end of the first issue, when you figure, oh gosh, he's actually not a good person. He's going to kill all these people. It was a nice moment. Um, so, Brian has been going great. Silver Lamb's been doing a good job with the characters and the story. Uh, I'm going to, because I liked how it wrapped up so nicely and it uh, had a nice character reactions. I'm going to give it a uh, four out of five. Really liked this for Justly Right Number Nine. Solid art, great color, nice and bright, easy to follow. Eh, to me, it's the superior Justly comic. That's my opinion. All right. Yeah, I, I didn't read it, and uh, obviously that the cover art is not indicative of the inside art because it never is. But uh, the the whole rehashing of a Tarzan thing for a two episode, uh, maybe he'll get a book, maybe he won't type thing. That sounds like advertisement to me. I mean, it does, but I it is a, like a rehash like a of a Tarzan story, but it's only two issues, and it was fun to read. All right, all right. So I liked it. All right. Last up, Secret Empire number five. Prepare for disappointment. That should be AKA a now for something really bad. Uh, <laughs> you you thought a Tarzan rehash was bad. Take a look at this. <laughs> last Secret Empire number four, the art was done by Lenel Yu, and it was great. Not great, but it was good. No, no, it was good. It was. It good. was way for, better than for, any other for, issue of Secret Empire. For Secret Empire, it was great. Right. This issue is back to Rod Reese and uh, Andrea Sorrentino, and it suffers for it. Is that number two? Tell me it's not number two. It's number five. Oh, no, no, I mean the art, the people that did the art. There's two people. Okay, yeah, but did, did they, did any of them have involvement with number two? Oh, yeah, same people who did issue two. That was literally the worst Secret Empire art ever. Yeah, it was the worst comic book art ever I've ever seen. The art is actually better in this one than two, but it's still bad. Okay. God. Almost everything's super dark. It's hard to follow action. Um, the art's really jumbled and jumps around a lot. Uh, it's written by Nick Spencer. Um, dialogue is good. Plot's kind of a mess. Jumps around a lot. Um, how about the character models? hopeful. They Somehow Captain America can pick up Thor's hammer, even though he's the head of Hydra. Well, that's because he oh, has good what? convictions. He's worthy. No, no that's bull. No, no worthy that's is not, not works, an objective people. based on your own personal vision of yourself. That's now there, crap. there is precedent in that in Marvel. There is precedent. Oh, there's precedent of Captain America picking up Thor's hammer. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm talking your, your objectives, and, and you defining yourself as worthy as actually working, even when you're the bad guy. For picking up Thor's hammer. Precedent. No, no, no. For, but for, for another thing, uh, cloak and dagger. Remember in the 80s? Oh uh, yeah, cloak and dagger is yeah. still around. Yeah. Right. So about uh, dagger's ability, she, she could, she could throw daggers uh, of light. Yeah. Daggers of light at you, and it, it, the more evil you are, the more it burns you. Right. Or something along those lines. Well, she threw him at Dr. Doom, and it did nothing because he didn't believe he was evil at all. Well, he's not. He's Dr. Doom. The daggers didn't affect him, even though he was doing objectively evil things. Right. But that's different than the Hammer of Thor. Yeah, but uh, the the writers are probably saying, this is our precedent. Yeah, it's because Dick Spencer has forgot, has not been pleasing me at all with this series. 
Yeah. It's but he's been. The dialogue has been good, but the overall plot I hate. The the how the story moves I hate. Um, art has been insufferable. The art has been awful, and with every issue of Secret Empire, it's worse than the previous issue. It's like overall the story just gets worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And it's one of those things that's like Marvel keeps saying, no, no, it's going to be great. It's going to be great until the end. No, right now everything points to the end being a magic cosmic cube wand wave that all goes away. Well, yeah, it'll be great when it goes away, but that doesn't mean I want to have a horrible rash over all of my body so I can get some ointment and feel better. <laughs> you know? It's like, it's yeah, yeah. This this is the epitome of uh, the, the, your game master saying it was all a dream. Yeah. And it's nobody likes that. Literally nobody likes that. Right. And they even hint really heavily in this book because in every issue of Secret Empire, there's this like this little there's a few pages in every issue that the art style becomes a lot brighter and it's in like some dream state where Steve Rogers is happy and like walking in the woods and fishing. Well, he doesn't know he's Steve Rogers though, right? I mean this just started a couple episodes ago. And the last issue he met up with uh Sam Wilson and Rick Jones and they're happy and they're fishing but in this issue they're happy and they're fishing and then the happy dream segment at the end of this has like Sam Wilson Rick Jones like hit by poison darts and cotton nets and then the red skull is like ah Herr Rogers I'm here to help you and it's the red skull inside the inside the pretty pretty inside the pretty weird dreamscape because I guess the dreamscape is created by Kobik, the living embodiment of the Cosmic Cube, who thought Red Skull was her dad. And so I guess that she also saved Red Skull's essence and put it so they could... Do something stupid with it later? Got it. Yeah. I'm only buying this because I've been buying it and I want to see where it goes. Just so I oh. could... It's kind of like one of the things like, this has been so bad. I keep buying it because I can't believe it can get worse. At every issue, it gets worse. <laughs> it's amazing. And hats off to Marvel and Expensive for sticking to their guns. Because I know readership of this goes down every month. Actually, every two weeks, because that's when it's coming out. The readership is less and less on this. Marvel is hemorrhaging subscribers and losing subscriptions, and these are one of the reasons. It's crap. The art isn't good. It's hard to follow. Everything's dark. The uh, the writing is a mess. Even though it might have some sharp dialogue occasionally, some neat little ooh zingers, it makes no effing sense what's going on, logically at all, to anyone able to take an objective look at the totality of it. And then when you're told that it's all going to be fixed in the end, we'll fix it now. No, it's going to be in a great place afterwards. Put it in a great place now because it sucks where it is now. Um, it's bad. Um, warn your friends. This is not worth buying. No. I've bought it so you don't have to. You're welcome. As a matter of fact, you are morally obliged to borrow a copy of your friends <laughs> and burn it for them, to oh. help them. No, then they'll, depending on who they are, if they're a collector, they'll buy another, and that's just worse. But I have uh. every other issue. I have to have them all. This will be worth money someday. No, it won't. No, it this will won't. never be no, worth it anything. It'll never be worth money. This will never be worth money. It's it's like saying, if I get chlamydia, my dating life will improve. You know, you no. can put this next to all your... You, you can stack these with all your issues of young blood. That's how much it will be worth, okay? <laughs> I Reading this makes me miss Liefeld. Wow. That's how bad the art is. Uh, if Liefeld was doing the art, it would improve 
twofold. Not a hundredfold, twofold. It'd be twice yeah. as good if Liefeld was doing the art. <laughs> and I'm talking not like when Liefeld actually tries. I'm talking when Liefeld has to poop out three issues of something in a month, and they have no ankles, and everything's giant shoulder pads, and guns that do this. Okay? That kind of Liefeld. Like when Liefeld redid Captain America, that art is twice as good as this. Wow. He wrote Heroes Reborn, Liefeld did. It was god-awful. It was equal to this. No, the dialogue was way worse. I take that back. The writing is better than that. I have to walk that back. I apologize. That was hyperbole. The art thing, I stand by that. Uh, one and a half out of five. Secret Harper number five. Born Your Friends. I don't like where it's been. I don't like where it's going. The art's kind of a mess. The story's kind of a mess. It does have some fun lines to read. But nothing ever makes you go, I can't wait till next issue of this. All I can do is, or, I can't wait or, till this is over. Or, I feel like I didn't throw my money away. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I do this as a public service to warn others. And that's it for Garthon's comic poll this week. If you have any suggestions for Garthon's comic poll, let Garthon know, and Garthon will get his Garthon words back to you. Garthon, Garthon. <laughs> <laughs> I just noticed I think Garthon a lot there, so. Yes, I know. I got that. Believe it or not, you could check out Garthon every day of the week on YouTube as Garthon and Heath the Dog team up for Star Trek Online Foundry Mission. I already said it once. I got to get a plug in there. <laughs> uh, you, you forgot to, to hype your stream on Sunday. Oh, yeah. Sunday night. Um, I'm actually going... I stream Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, Stormblood is now officially released, so I will be going into there. Yes, because uh, before the last, what, three weeks it's been out? Uh, well, it was pre-order. It was pre-release. Yeah. But you had that. Amazon never gave me my code. I pre-ordered the game months ago. And I'm like, where's my pre-order code? Here it is. No, that's for the items. Where's my pre-order code so I can play early code? Here it is. No, that's the same code. <laughs> but you wouldn't want to play anyway because there's plenty of videos online of people queuing up yeah. to, to hit, hit mission givers because, uh, because the servers couldn't handle the load. They also found out during the whole time they were suffering multiple DDoS attacks. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so some jerk's like, someone's going to have fun! DDoS! You know, because people are jerks. That's like with the constant, constant rules of the internet. People are yes. jerks. People are, yeah, pretty yeah. much. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to doing that. Actually entering into the expansion. I downloaded everything and ready to go. I actually have not... I'm probably going to stage myself so I can just walk, you know, talk to the quest giver, walk in. So, looking forward to that. At 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 Central, on Sunday. Good times. And I might go extra late that night because I don't got to work on Monday. So, hey. Yay! Yay. Oh, and also, it's July 1st. So, to all Canadians, I'd like to say Happy Canada Day. I like yes. Canada. And since I live in the, in the Detroit area, I got fireworks today. I get fire, I'm getting fireworks here for some reason. Ooh. I just have some neighbors who, even though fireworks are illegal in Virginia Beach, any we any time there's any holiday coming, it's an excuse for fireworks. Okay, well I get actual fireworks over the over the Detroit River, so. Which, oh, which I can, has it lit I can on fire recently? Yeah. Yeah. Has the Detroit River lit on fire recently there? No, no, not not recently. No, and that that wasn't Detroit. That was Lake Lake Erie. Uh, there was in Cleveland the river lit on fire. That was a long time ago, though. It was a long... Well, the fact that it happened at all is... Is bad. Yeah, okay, bad. it's bad. It's bad. All right. Um, let, now we're strictly into RNG. 
Um, I would just like to say randomly, nah. What do you got? Well, I watched uh, I watched the latest episode of Doctor Who today, and and uh, it's gone. Mm. You know, I I did not like Matt Smith. All right, did not. Never really? never got. Yes, I never got with him. He took um, a few episodes to grow on me, but I really liked him. No, I he never ever grew on me. He's a twit. The entire time, whenever he tried to sound scary, I giggled. Ah, it, okay, I'll give you. I see okay. where you're going. Yes, I mean, uh, um, I liked him. Yeah, Peter Peter Capaldi is better than Matt Smith objectively, because when he wants to sound scary, like like he, he can he can be happy, he can smile, and and no, you when think, he wants oh, to scary, he's scary though. Nice old man, and then and then when he he changes the look with just his eyes. He can like, oh crap, I'm in trouble. Yeah. You know, he, he can make you do that, and that's great. The acting for he did the acting, great. But everyone around him was a complete fail the entire time. Billy, idiot, bigger idiot than Rose, and I didn't think that was possible. Rose was butt. I never stupid. really liked Rose. Yeah. No, because she's retarded, borderline. I wouldn't retarded. say that. Billy also that she's that, she is that. I mean, they they tried to hype up her intelligence in the in the first few episodes that she was in. You know, saying that she she audited the doctor's class all the time, and she was she was getting it. Yeah, yeah, that was it. That was the last time that they alluded to her being of any more than eighth intelligence. All right, all right. she she her 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 demeanor, her her horrible uh, uh, her horrible English accent, which is the the, the equivalent of. Uh, you know, uh, Mount, Mount Appalachian, you know, uh, mountain people type accent, which I hate. I don't, and, and I know I'm not offending anyone who's going to, who's going to ever listen to this because they don't have internet there still. I know it. Well, so, I live in that state. So yeah, you live in the state, but furthest from, right? Yeah. The furthest, furthest part, from. but yeah, they don't have internet there. I just, yeah, they don't. So I'm not offending anybody, nobody. And, uh, Nordo, his his robot buddy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Nordo is the is K nine. Okay, of of this series. I like K nine. Yeah, yeah, I like K nine. Nordo's an idiot, also <laughs> stupid. No, he's not actually dumb. He makes good decisions, but it, he just comes off as a bumbling buffoon all the time. And oh, everyone's right. gonna say, yes, he's written that way. He's supposed to come off as a bumbling buffoon because he has poor social skills, but he's very intelligent. He makes good decisions. Yes, but it's a TV show. I well, like how does that actors. relate to the newest episode? The newest episode has, I, I can't spoil it because it just happened hours ago. <laughs> so man. you said, so what you want to do is say, I just saw this new episode. Now let me complain about these old episodes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, everything leading to this was completely foreseeable. They bungled the entire thing. I mean, they 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 hyped it as 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 the as the um for for days now. And the, the the last scene in all the trailers is is Capaldi starting to regenerate. Right, right. I'm a, I'm a, I can spoil this for you. Doesn't happen. <gasps> You've been lied to. Even though, even though they haven't cast the next Doctor yet? Guess not. Usually they, they do that in secret. They do, you know? but they'll be personally said it's been cast. That hasn't happened exactly. yet. Exactly, exactly. But that hasn't happened yet. But yeah, lied. You were lied to. Hard. Hard. And Missy, who is, who is, who is the, the current version of the Master, um, you, were, you were pushed that, that, that she, was, she was actually starting to become maybe not a good guy, but some kind of anti-hero. 
sorry, man, you're let down again, let down again. This, this episode is, is the, is the culmination of ruining all of the plots that weren't even good to begin with the entire season. Good job. Thumbs high, buddy. Thumbs high. That's what I got. <laughs> I don't know if I can match anything like that. Oh man. Um, I just want to say, uh, steam summer sale is ongoing. Um, I was able to pick up a couple of games that I will probably never in my life have time to play, but I'm very excited to play them. Uh, really? Like Total War Warhammer. Okay. Um, there's so many games out now that if, if I were 10, 15 years younger, I'll say, well, how old are my kids? If I was 15 years younger, I would have the time to sit there and just totally go nuts into them. And I'm kind of jealous for people in that age group right now who could just spend, you know, come home from school or work and just play Total War games or um, Europe Universalis or something for hours and hours because I end up to three in the morning playing with these games and then I'm screwed at work the next day. Yeah, um, I, I remember my my, uh, my my friend Jim. He uh, dur- dur- during high school he would go to school during the day and he would go to work. He would come home at nine, play uh, EverQuest until three in the morning sleep for three and a half hours and then do it all again. I, I used to do that when I, uh, when I met you, that's what we did. You know, well, I did that. Mm. Um, me and Max Leo of Legion Myth were really bad about staying up till three in the morning, hanging out together, playing video games or doing whatever. And then, you know, sleeping for three, four hours and going to day and work the morning. Right. Yeah. We were bad at that. Well, we're good at doing it, but we shouldn't have done it. It was bad. Yeah. Right. Bad. Um, Caffeine but you're, you were you were twenty something then, so yeah, I had the energy yeah, for it. You can bounce back. Yeah, now I got all this responsibilities and such, and I can't do it. But and bad hips and stuff and whatnot. No, my hips are alright. My knees though, my knees. <laughs> my knees, angry. oh jeez, your knees. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the knees are going on. But uh, damn, there's so many good games right now. Um, and it's almost in a lot of ways, we're both at the precipice of a video game crash, and in a golden age at the same time. There are so many excellent games being made, but there are also a lot of really bad shovelware yes. things being thrown out. Yes, there. there's the, since, since the since the invention of of uh, permanent alpha is okay. Yeah, a lot of games like they're not really fit for release. Exactly, but um, they're, they're starting on the crap, and they they want twenty bucks for it, and you're yeah. like, God, there's a game that's 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 also an alpha, but it's been out for a year, that is ten times your game with the exact same theme. Why would I spend 20 bucks yeah. here when I can spend 20 bucks there and get so much more. But at the same time, you could have video games that aren't that expensive to produce that are absolutely fantastic. Yes. And then you have multi-million dollar games that cost more to make than Hollywood A-list movies that are crap. Yes. And they destroy studios. And so it's a really weird but interesting time to be a gamer. And it's just, and especially with the internet, like with online games... There was a time when, like, let's think back to, like, uh, the Super Nintendo era. Why not think of that? Oh, wait, wait, hang on, hang on. But before we do that, uh, Duncan Ido asked, uh, uh, he's not sure what to look for anymore. Uh, is there is there a place where you can get a good opinion on, on say, Steam games? No. There isn't? Nowhere you know of. Are you talking about, like, the, our opinions here at Legion of Myth? Those are all. No, 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 no. Well, yeah, of course, they're always good, you know. Just, well, yeah, if you Duncan, look on Steam, look they have reviews. 
you know, thinking over that. Those those sometimes can't be trusted. Right, exactly. Well, do you have a suggestion? It seems like you're trying to lead me somewhere. No, no, I don't. I'm I'm asking you because you know I want to know too because they're having the sale right now, and you know I'm not I'm not going to buy a twenty dollar game, but if it's if it's half off, I'm I might spend it for ten bucks. But if I spend it for ten bucks and I only play it for ten hours because it's garbage, right. I still wasted that money. I don't know ten bucks for ten hours is actually a pretty good dollar value for entertainment. As long as you enjoyed those ten hours. Yeah, uh, Duncan, I was saying it's part of why he's made an elaborate gaming shelter in the foundry. Ooh, good idea. Well, that brings you part of part of what I was saying about the way games are now is, like in the Super Nintendo era, you would buy a game, you'd play the hell out of it for a week or two, maybe a little longer if you really loved it, but usually like two weeks a month, you'd play the hell out of it and you were done, and then you'd buy another game, or you'd trade it with some of your friends. Nowadays, especially like online games like Star Trek Online or something, or Final Fantasy fourteen, or World of Warcraft, you're playing the same game for years. And for some people, it's their primary game. That's like the game they play for mm-hmm. years. And you save money on games, you're still subscriptions or additional fees, but it makes things very different for a market of, okay, you're not just making a game for now, you have to make a game that will last. Right. And you're actually seeing that even in games that used to be just standalone, standalone buy this games, game and forget like it. Right. Quake or Doom or something. You run around, you shot stuff, that was the game. And, oh, yeah, we'll throw multiplayer on there, too. Now the game is multiplayer with a single mission thing tacked on, and they're counting that multiplayer to extend the life of the game. And a lot of games now are dependent. You know, they don't, like, uh, Assassin's Creed is the one that I come up, but come up with, where you have to have online connectivity or the game won't work, which is crap. Yeah, if, if, if I buy a game, I should be able to play single player no matter right. what. Right, but go ahead. You can actually still go to a lot of stores right now. And see Dark Spore on the shelf. Buy it. Go ahead. You will not be able to install and play it. You'll be able to install it, but as soon as you start to run the game, they'll say, look for EA servers, no servers available, and the game will shut down. Because EA cut that game. You can no longer play that game. Yep. Cryptic Studios did the same thing to... uh, City of Heroes. City of Heroes, yeah. I was really... I was butthurt on that one. But City of Heroes is a little different in that it was an online-only game. It was an online-only game, yeah, but they didn't have to sell it. They 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 just did it be because they didn't want they didn't want it to interfere with with their Korean-based game, which was about the same thing. Right. Yeah, the guy so, Sebastian Vector Dramda came yeah, that. Too. It was still yeah. making money. It wasn't making buttloads of money, but right, but it, it was, was still it was in the black. more than self-sustaining. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you, uh, it, it was making enough money to keep going, keep keep adding new content, and make a profit. Yeah, the, the loss of City of Heroes is still a big sore spot in the industry. Yeah, a lot, right. a lot of people still heard about that. I get that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I was happy to see Ghost Widow added to Master versus Master X Master, though. Really? Yeah. Okay. You can play as Ghost Widow. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Who is... I just had the Ghost Widow hero click. Click, click. She was evil. I liked her. Very vicious. Anyway. Um, so that's what's going on with that. Um, yeah, that's all I have for RNG. Pretty much, not too much exciting going on right now, really. Yeah, it's a holiday weekend, man. We all focus on other stuff. Yeah, um, I would like to add really problems. quick. Uh, anyone listening uh, to this on YouTube or live, that if you have any suggestions for Garth on Heathen Dog to play in on our Foundry mission team ups, let us know. Uh, we love running through the missions, and we give you a very honest feedback. Very kind, but honest feedback. That's what yes. we do. We are gentle. Except for that one uh, Mar Hawkman game that... Well, Mar Hawkman's an excellent Foundry author, and that was like a... That was an unfinished game. 
that what didn't say in the description that it was unfinished. Didn't say that. It, well, it's finished in the sense that it actually, you know, he, he isn't stopped. broken. It's There's finished in the sense that he stopped writing it. Well, he had to submit it, you know. There, are, Trust me, there are some bad bad missions to the founder. We actually haven't done any bad missions. No, yet. no. We, we've been sticking with spotlight missions and, and, and authors that were excellent. Yeah. But oh, that's... you know what? You know what? What One of these days, we're, we're going to do like a rando mission. Just random. Yeah. Just something that starts with T. And the first one that comes up, boom, that's going to be it. It's, it's going to be a one-star pile of junk. We should try and gonna... find a one-star mission. Just run it. I don't want to do that on purpose. But Ooh, all right. I'll do it. I'll find it. All one. right. All right, we'll do that. But, uh, yeah, that's always entertaining. I still want to do Purity Part 6. Yeah, yeah, Duncan. <laughs> well, that's not on Duncan. That's uh, Drogon's Hemptino 1. And I, yes, but they can't do that because like, if you are a follower of the Foundry Roundtable, as I am, um, you would know that because that is like a spotlight mission. It they... can't be altered and changed. And when, right. when, they, when they altered the, the, the Foundry setup, it, it can no longer be uploaded for some reason. So, right. it, so, uh, so cryptic has to has to actually go in there and and jigger it so it can be re-added. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So hopefully they do that soon because I want to play that mission. I want to see how that ends. Yeah. Uh, Idaho says the SSF series has some good moments ahead. Uh, also have to throw out Smuggler's Life for Me by Johnny Sobel and Treasure of Pirate Picard by her. Ooh. Treasure of Pirate Picard. That sounds fun. Yeah. You had me a Picard. Let's roll that. Let's write that one down. <laughs> oh, that sounds fun. That, yeah, we have a long recording session coming up, so that's uh, that's something we'd write down. Thank you, Duncan Idaho. Thank you very much. All right. Well, with that, I think we're going to say a happy farewell to everyone tonight. Do you have any final words of wisdom there, Heathen Dog? Well, let's see. Um, the upcoming holiday weekend. Uh, coming up for you right now, it's uh, it's gonna be a lot of days off and a lot of drinking. Don't drink and drive. Always wear your seatbelt and watch out for stupid drivers. Be vigilant. There are a lot of stupid drivers. I drive yes. professionally. I can tell you, there's a lot of stupid drivers out there. Well, I drive as part of my profession. Anyway, as always, if you have any constructive comments or suggestions, let us know. You can find us on the internet at reddit.com/r/legionofmyth, on facebook.com/legionofmyth, on the YouTube's. Look for Legion of Myth. On the Twitter, tweet at Legion of Myth. We will tweet back at you. We'll all just be tweeting up the storm. Uh, check us out on Twitch TV. We have streams almost every weekday. And actually, we have streams every day. So check us out on Twitch. Pretty much. Check this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play. Just look for Legion of Myth. If you want to give us a review on iTunes, go drop us a five-star. We would do it for you, kids. And if you want to support Legion of Myth, you can buy our gear at shop.spreadshirt.com slash Legion of Myth or at patreon.com slash Legion of Myth. You can check out some sweet designs by our very own Max Leo. You should support Max Leo. Uh, <laughs> thank you for our Patreon supporters. Thanks to a six, Elgarian, Alfitron, Baldahar. Thanks, Baldahar, and a heathen dog. So, thank you everyone for all your support, for your time, for your kind words and unkind words. We'll take them. And remember, you have one life. Live it well. Live it dirty. Have a great darling. Awesome.